So here's the big question. How are entrepreneurs like us, who have been hustling and struggling to make it to success, who seem to make it one step forward, only to fall two steps back, who are dedicated, determined, and driven, how do we finally break through and win? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Brian Kelly, and this is the Mind Body Business Show. Hello, everybody, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Mind Body Business Show. We have a really special show for you tonight because we are going completely off the cuff with a totally new guest expert that's just agreed to join because we had an unfortunate no-show, and I can't wait to bring him on, Mr. Dom Brightman. He is waiting in the wings, and I appreciate him for coming on at such late notice. That is the true mark of a very successful entrepreneur, someone who takes action, massive immediate action, and consistent action. The Mind Body Business Show. It is a show for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. And what we do here is we interview successful entrepreneurs from all over the world to bring value, not just value, but to give you actual actionable tips and strategies that you can use so that when you're finished with this show and you've taken voracious notes, you'll have enough to be armed with to model and become more successful yourself. That is what this show is all about. It is here for you to help you to excel and crush it in business. So the Mind Body Business Show, what is in that name? Well, I found that the three pillars of success lied in those three words. Mind being mindset, a very powerful, flexible mindset. This is one of the traits of many highly successful people that I've studied over the last decade. And then body, that's all about literally taking care of your body, nutritionally from the inside and also from the outside, which is exercise. And those that, are, that have achieved high levels of success tend to take very good care of themselves. And then business. Business is multi, multi, multifaceted. There are so many skill sets that one must master. And by the way, all three of these areas, this is where successful people master all three of these areas. But in business, there are so many skill sets to master. There's things like marketing, uh, sales, team building, systematizing, leadership, accounting. The list goes on and on and on and on and on. And the good news is that Really, you as a single person uh, running a business do not have to master every skill set. There's only one of those that I mentioned that's actually of paramount importance, and that is leadership. Once you have mastered the skill of leadership, then you are able to bring in those who have those skill sets that you may not have currently, because let's face it, I don't know of any human being on the planet that can master every single skill set that goes into building a very successful business and then taking it farther forward from there. And speaking of successful people, Another phenomenal trait that they all have to a person is they are voracious readers. And with that, I'd like to segue into a little segment I affectionately call Bookmarks. Bookmarks. Born to read. Bookmarks. Ready. Steady. Read. Bookmarks. Brought to you by ReachYourPeakLibrary.com. Yes, there you see it. ReachYourPeakLibrary.com. And that is a website that I had developed for you, the entrepreneur, in mind. And that is absolutely the truth. This is a collection of books that I have personally read, and I was not an avid reader till late in the game, till my mid-40s. I am now 55. And once I learned about how powerful reading the right books was, I then began diving into it 
voraciously. And I listened to books through Audible. That became the key that catapulted my reading acumen because I couldn't read books. Physically, my eyes would strain. They might be bloodshot right now from reading so much today. And I just couldn't get through books. So Audible was my choice. It doesn't matter what yours is. Whatever it happens to be, it's so vitally important to not only just read books, but read the right books, as you can see. And by the way, please take notes. Take notes. Don't run off and click away from this show and go looking for the resources you're going to hear about. I have no idea what Dom is bringing to the table. We've never met. He's coming on very soon. This is how we roll. When you have uh, someone that doesn't show, I was prepared to go solo if I needed to. Uh, we're going to see how wonderful Dom is going to be. I'm sure he's a magnificent individual. I believe he is also a podcaster. So this is going to be a phenomenal show. So stick with us. These books I personally read and I bet them. And so not every book I've ever read is on this list. So I put them here for you. ReachYourPeakLibrary.com. Write it down. Stay with us because... It's about time to bring on the one and only Mr. Dom Brighton. Here we go. It's time for the guest expert spotlight. Savvy, skillful, professional, adept, trained, big league, qualified. And there he is, ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the legend, who I've never met, never heard of before. This is going to be awesome. Dom Brightman, how are you doing, my friend, my pal? I'm doing great, Brian. Thanks a bunch for throwing out the bat signal, man. Had to grab it, man. <laughs> that was awesome, the bat signal. I literally posted 10 minutes prior to going live because I was sensing that the guest that was due to appear that was scheduled was not going to show, and that became the truth. And I was ready, as I said in the opening, to go solo. I don't like going solo. It's just not as interesting or fun. So, Dom, since I don't know anything about you and I don't have your bio in front of me, would you please let people know you know, what is your background? What's your acumen? And what are you doing today? Sure thing. Well, glad you put out the bat signal. It's great to be here. Name's Dominic Dom Brightman. You can call me Dom for short. And to summarize a lot of my experience is that I'm a certified self-leadership expert that coaches and empowers others to share their stories, whether it's through motivational teaching, like I like to do, or through bookcasting. And those will be wondering, what the heck is bookcasting? Well, that's if you publish a book, or you have a podcast and you want to do both. So I was able to turn my book into a podcast called The Going North Podcast. And it's great that you have this awesome theme of mind-body business because, funny enough, The Going North Podcast goes with Reach Your Peak LLC because it's all about advancing others to advance yourself, and that's what I'm all about. I had a good feeling when you chimed in and said, I will do it, count me in, I think were the words you said on Facebook. And uh, the feeling is coming true. So I appreciate you truly. I truly appreciate you for uh, answering the bat signal. I think that is, so <laughs> that, is awesome. that is awesome. So Going North Podcast, where is that playing? Is that on Apple, Spotify? Where can people find that? Yes, indeed. Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find the Going North Podcast. About 301 episodes deep. Three-year anniversary is actually coming up this September, funny enough. Congratulations. That is a huge accomplishment. I know that all too well. I'm not at 300 yet. I do everything through video and then repurpose through uh, podcasting, which was one of the topics we can discuss. We don't have to. Uh, that's one of those things I would have done if we went solo. But that's fantastic. So tell me a little bit about your podcast. Do you interview people? What are the, what's the common theme there? Sure thing. So funny enough, my podcast actually started about a good six months after the passing of my father after a long battle with dementia. Mm -hmm. Because going north, the podcast itself, it stemmed from my book and that was my entry into what i call the business of immortality because when you put pen to paper 
and publish your work, you are basically in the business of immortality because you're leaving a piece of yourself long after you're gone. And when I first published my book after being challenged to write it on a dare, funny enough, I was like, all right, I got this book out here. So what the heck am I doing? Oh, I should probably get on shows and promote it. And uh, my first ever radio interview, host kept cutting me off. I'm like, oh, okay, crap. And second interview was for a podcast. And the lady actually wanted me to drop more knowledge. And I was like, all right, let me make sure this isn't the same experience for someone else. And thus, the podcast was born where it originally was going to be about nonfiction authors, self-published, give them a platform to share the stories. But it's really branched off into authors of just about any genre, except for romance, to be honest, because I'm not a romance guy and I'm not a fan of romance novels, but it is a lucrative industry if you're writing it. But really interviewing authors all over the globe, we've had wonderful folks, even some awesome folks on the podcast, Penthouse Syndicate, like Zachary Babcock himself, Tony Wadley. Heck, even Nate Bailey himself, and even some folks like the guy behind the Celestine Prophecy, James Redfield, he's been on the show, and so many others. So the goal is a thousand authors with the show because, kind of like with my life motto, advance others to advance yourself, giving a platform for authors to share their stories and get their stories out there to get their feet with being interviewed, especially if it's their first ever interview, is really a gift and a blessing to them because if one good person sees something good in you, you can run for a lifetime. Oh, my goodness. So I can tell this isn't your first rodeo, brother. You're awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. So what, what would you say is, okay, the podcast and the book, those are great. Those are business cards to me. There are great ways for people to, for you to get exposure, but for people, they're your platform. And they're oh, kind man. of the window into you, Dom, and what you do as a business. So if you were, if someone were to walk up to the street, I don't know, maybe myself, like right now and ask you, what is it you do for a business? I mean, what do you have clients that you bring in? Do you coach them? Do you have programs? Uh, do you teach them how to write, do podcasts? What is it that you do, Dom? Yes, sir. So help folks to start a podcast of their own is to write their books of their own, funny enough, with the books themselves. I had a client a few months ago. They actually, it was a family project, actually, out in the Baltimore area where this wonderful lady, she was actually the first female black manager for the Park Sausage Company back when Park Sausage was still a thing. and she was actually, I think she was 92 or something, 92 or close to it. And grandson actually approached me and dude actually has his own dry cleaning business. And he was like, hey, so you write these books, uh, Dom. So uh, how about you help me write my own? So I was able to help him to find an editor, recommended him to an editor in my network to be able to get everything polished up because he basically had the raw material that was compiled from just listening to his grandmother telling stories. And after getting the other editor, they would help him to set up an account and get his little publishing company straight set up so that way he can have his own ISBN number, get the cover done. And they were able to get the book released a little after her 92nd birthday. So being able to keep her story going forward because the guy behind Park Sausages, his story is out there through someone else. And it's great to have other unsung heroes, somewhat foot soldiers, have their stories told as well and that they too could join the business of immortality. So if someone wants to... Mm -hmm start a podcast to write a book. That's basically what I do. And also speak too. it's kind of like the black belt martial arts. Like, Hey, all these folks, they've been on the show interview folks, but Hey, I, I still know how to carry a tune metaphorically too. So I do do motivational teaching. I do have a couple topics, mostly on self leadership as well, because you are the most difficult person that you're going to be leading from cradle to the grave because you're with yourself the longest ever. Uh, that is so true. That's universally true, too. And I love that you do motivational speaking. My last guest just past Tuesday was the one and only Les Brown. Who came on 
Yeah, it was uh, off the charts amazing. I met him about eight years ago, and it was in a hotel lobby after he had spoken. It was at an event I was attending. And, you know, I know how it is. You know, these speakers, they, they get swarmed by people and nonstop. And I just respectfully waited and took my turn and said hi to him, and he was a sweetheart. And this is going back a long time ago. And uh, those are the kind of people that I want to model and learn from to call role model. And because why be any other way, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and I could tell you have that heart, Don, that you're a, someone who wants to serve and to give and to help. I mean, you just helped a 92-year-old woman achieve immortality, which I love that. The business of immortality. I hope that's your catchphrase and you trademark that. That is phenomenal. <laughs> Along with the bat light. That was uh, pretty cool. Yeah. So I was just going through my notes as I was 92 years old. So what a great concept. Find people that have a book. They already have a story. So a lot of people that, you know, I'm sure you've listened to some going through the podcast, uh, Penthouse Syndicate with uh, Zachary Babcock. Got to throw some good plugs in there. You know, when a lot of people come in, they don't really have an idea what they want to talk about. They just know they want to start a podcast. They have a business. They heard it's the right thing to do, but they have no idea. But with what your approach is, if someone's already written a book, They've got the stories. They've got the content. They'll never be without it because as they'll find once they start, as you know, then the subjects kind of write themselves as you go forward in the actual, in the episodes themselves and going forward to new episodes. Did, have you found that to be true yourself? Oh, yeah, it's so true because the stories are already within us. We're all, everyone has a book within themselves, whether they want to believe it or admit it or not. And folks just have to capture it. And that's the main thing. You got to ink it when you think it, because uh, like with the example, I mean, she was 92 years old, a wealth of stories. And you know how folks, when they get to that season state of life, they have so many stories to share. And it's like, you might as well take it down and heck even record them and put them out there. And then heck even Google translate it later and get it onto paper and then eventually package that. So that way you'll have something to give back to people. And heck, even turned it into a business themselves. So you're definitely right. The knowledge is already there. The stories are already there. It's just being able to ink it when you think it and actually publish it and promote it and then make a profit out of it. Ink it when you think it. TM by Dom Brightman. I love it. <laughs> Another one. So you must have like quite a laundry list of trademarks going on here. That's <laughs> Without the Clorox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no bleach. That stuff's not good. Oh, my goodness. So podcasting, I'm glad that that is what your background is, or at least that's where I found you. It was in a podcasting, a private group. And I wanted to ask you, what has been your experience thus far? I don't know where you are in your walk with podcast marketing, using your podcast to market your business. What has your personal experience been in podcasting? Now, let's take it from two steps. How about from marketing your business and also from just gaining incredible relationships along the way that you can then later either help and serve by sending them connections that you may not be able to handle what they need or directly with you and your business. How has that worked for you so far? Oh, the business piece, my goodness. I didn't realize that podcasting was one heck of a business tool, to be honest, because it's, it's just one heck of a tool because it's so beautiful right now because it even ties in with the relationship building because with an interview-based podcast that everybody is starting to catch wind of, when you basically come from that perspective, it's like networking on steroids because there's this classic thing where you get and sit down with coffee with someone and 
a lot of folks may not be wanting that well especially now during covid nonetheless <laughs> and having to commute and drive due to coffee and drinking it and whatnot and then having to go back to where you were as opposed to podcast like hey you got a podcast hey let me get on there and then it's like yeah okay cool you have a good fit and then it's a mutual benefit for both parties and everybody else that's going to be involved in the future because folks that I've interviewed in the past, they've actually gotten more business down the road because it's basically a nice informal conversation with two people that's recorded and packaged later to be able to be put out into the interwebs. And once you, <laughs> once you go black, you never go back. And once you put it on the internet, good luck trying to get it back. So Basically, having that piece of your voice out there, your business out there, your process of doing business out there, your personality out there, because sometimes I like to tell dad jokes and mess around with the guests and the, keep them on their toes and keep them a little distracted a bit so that way you can they at least break out the shelves and have fun with it because at the end of the day, people like to be with genuine people. They want real people, authentic people. And, that's, and there's a reason why authentic is a buzzword nowadays because people are tired of people faking the funk fake it till you make it yes. instead of living it until you advance and it's been one heck of a journey as a networking tool and heck even as a business tool because the podcast itself actually helped me with my second book stay the course the elite performer's seven secret keys to sustainable success hmm. because talking with all these folks and actually applying some of their advice to my own life to better it and realizing you know what this is gonna help me even help more people because it's another form of myself and to create another, another derivative of himself because there's a even one of Robert Kiyosaki's best books it's not rich dad poor dad great but I probably put it in second place is the conspiracy of the rich by Robert Kiyosaki and in the book towards the end he mentions how he makes all these derivatives of himself with audiobooks programs the cash flow quadrant all these derivatives of himself so that way he could get more passive income and more income into his business and into his life so being able to Use that also to create derivatives in terms of content and heck, even almost writing like a virus. Because like yourself, Brian, you're using this wonderful live stream platform and creating into a podcast or an auto content later. And I'm pretty sure the heck might even be a book of your own down the line where you're going to take some of the best tidbits for folks to digest in because not everybody can hear. There may be deaf people out there and they'll be like, hey, I can read this. So you're reaching as many people as possible and you're creating a semblance of omnipresence so that's kind of like a long-winded answer of a would have been about what podcasting has done for both me as a business and for building relationships with wonderful humans across the globe such as yourself so this is a, <laughs> that was an amazing laundry list i've got i implore of other folks that are watching to take notes and here's the thing i don't ever recommend people do things that i myself don't do so i'm going crazy here taking notes. I have writer's cramp because of this amazing guy right next to me, Dom Brightman. And uh, thank you for coming on once again at last minute notice. And I just wanted to kind of cover a lot of things, you not a lot, some of the things you covered. What this show has become, and, and I think you said it without saying it directly, and what your podcast can do for you is become really a, an incredible lead magnet. And it does it with such authenticity and character because you're not reaching out to people saying, buy my stuff. You know, you're basically, like you said, so eloquently, you're building relationships. And it is, like you said, networking on steroids. <laughs> you know, I'm getting goosebumps because I'm feeling the same, you know, I've been experiencing it as well. We, you and I, the ones that are hosting these kinds of shows, we receive the most value out of anybody on the planet. And you're nodding emphatically because we get to make that incredible 
tight relationship, we learn from others who have done things we haven't, but have succeeded using different techniques. My goodness, the things I've applied to my business from past show guests, I can't tell you how it's catapulted my business. So it's like have, going to those seminars where you'd pay 20 grand for five days in someone's house where they starve you to death so they can upsell you again. And then you learn something. <laughs> yes. And then you learn something. So uh, you come out and think you're going to be rich. I learned more here and it cost me just what it costs to run the show. It doesn't cost me 50 grand a year to run this show. It's just been a blessing beyond blessing. And then another, uh, you were talking about kind of being out there, you know, just showing up. Uh, I'm trying to think of the exact words you use, but there's a friend of mine that I haven't seen in quite some time named Rick Frischman, uh, who did Author 101 uh, seminars from in Vegas and I think California as well. He used to do two a year, of course. Now no one's doing that. But he talked about the importance of building one's platform. And by platform, he meant literally from the stage, that kind of platform, also from every other possible avenue. For him, it was primarily authoring a book because that's what he was all about, was Author 101. He's a publisher. And I never forgot that, ever. And so with that, I decided I'm going to go back to what I call the genesis point of marketing, which is, to me, live video. Because you can, you called it create derivatives, I call it repurposing, same thing. You can mm -hmm. repurpose a live video into a recorded video. You can't do it backwards. A watch party is not a live video. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> You're right. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't have that live dynamic, that live energy. And then if you go and then take that and take the audio out of it, well, if you start with just an audio podcast, can you create or recreate even a recorded video of the two that we're talking, not just a video? No. And then can you even take it farther and make it live? No. You can only start with live and go forward from there. And then you can mm. take the transcribed version of your show, which I do. I have every show transcribed. You were talking about, I have a book in there. Well, darn straight I do. I have 100 plus books. I could make a book out of every show instantly and put it through an editor and say, just clean it up for me, make it look conversational. But I am putting a book together specifically for a question I ask every one of my guests on the show, Dom, and you will be now included. And it's going, to be the last, it's going to be the last question I ask, and you'll understand why when it's done. I also have a book that's 90% done in the works, and you won't ever guess what it's called, ever, <laughs> in a million years. It's called Mind, Body, Business. Yes, that's right. And so, <laughs> yes, and so everything melts together. Now, look, I used to run a fitness business, and that's when I started this show. So body fit that, but I wasn't here to promote fitness. It was just one piece of success. And the mm. beautiful thing about doing that is now that I'm no longer in the fitness business as of a year ago, I'm now into the business automation business <laughs> and uh, it still fits. All of it fits because every piece of it is, these are the three pillars of success. And uh, let's see the conspiracy of the rich derivatives repurposing. Yes. And book from the show. So very eloquently stated everything, uh, Dom, because I'm feeling every bit of it, doing the same thing. And here's the thing, podcast, to me, that's like a rotary phone. <laughs> you got that immediately because podcasting <laughs> is an old technology. It's way older than even video on the internet. When I first talked to one of my colleagues, a, a friend of mine who's a very successful entrepreneur, he said, Brian, I was doing my show for about a year at that time. He said, Brian, you, uh, you making podcasts out of this? And, no, what the heck would I do that? That's a dinosaur, man. I don't, I don't have a rotary phone anymore. Why would I go back to it? <laughs> and he said, oh, you, you won't believe it. It's absolutely crushing it for my business. I said, wait, what? And so being an action taker like you, Dom, I instantly looked into and figured out how to repurpose. It took, didn't take that much. It was easy. And now we are both in the podcast penthouse suite, if you will, um, oh, yeah. working to market our podcast. So here's the thing. Carpet bomb marketing is my motto. 
carpet bomb is for those that aren't aware it's like an airplane if you look at an old world war ii movie or one should be two airplanes flying over a jet <laughs> and you see all these bombs flying out and they're just saturating the area beneath them with with this weapon well this is just a metaphor so get over it if you're thinking man you're so destructive brian bomb marketing is saturate the marketplace with your message and i'm mm. a, a proponent of we're streaming live right now on two facebook pages one facebook profile linkedin youtube periscope and twitch that's carpet bombing and then it's also shared automatically to many more instantly went live and it's repurposed to 25 plus podcasting platforms moments after the show's over it takes me 10 minutes to edit it be audio ready all done with strategy in place and hitting everything and then have it transcribed and now every word of the shows are up and available for the search engines to peel away and see hitting every possible avenue what avenues are you reaching out to right now, Dom, to get your word out? And maybe are there any different than I mentioned that others could also take advantage of? Well, my man's carpet bombing extremely well with streaming in multiple places. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think here. What the heck am I doing? Let's see, because I think the only missing piece from, I guess, two missing pieces that are actually going to be coming soon because my podcast is audio only but i finally got this new laptop so i can finally do video again <laughs> and the mic works great with it so with the video piece definitely add that and hmm, wow like you just about covered just about all of it i mean you really can't just stick like a cardboard flyer on someone's door <laughs> a car door because ain't nobody's going to go to their car that much, even though we're both. <laughs> it was, it was, this is COVID. Because <laughs> you don't put someone someone's windshield because they hate that crap. I'll rip stuff in that when I see that windshield. So, I mean, that's probably the only thing. I mean, the only thing added on to that is that I put the logo of my podcast in the two places where you can find it, YouTube and iTunes, for the folks who know about podcasts. They know yeah. of iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. And for those who are on the older side of the game like oh youtube i could do youtube yeah. and it's like yeah so that's probably the only other thing on the back of a business card but people aren't really going to be taking those during COVID. so i think you just about covered it my man <laughs> and there's a there's a few other things i don't there's one thing i don't do right now is direct mail which still works today where you mm. send something and you make it just stand out you make it a value and put something in there a value yeah that costs money takes marketing dollars so uh, that may be for a more mature business depending on where and i'm talking to the general public when i say that Prince Ayo, I just, I've got to call this guy out. He's an amazing guy. What a genuine, just beautiful man. I met him, gosh, it's been six or seven years ago at another, guess what, networking event. Yes, that's right. <laughs> uh, we were actually together. I was working with my mentor who had uh, seminars going on, two-day seminars where he taught NLP for business, Neuro Linguistic Programming for Business. And ultimately, I became the lead trainer for that company. I stuck with him for a while. Learned from one of the best ever, in my humble opinion, that he's like the best kept secret ever. That's where I met Prince Io and this gentleman. What a beautiful soul. I love you, brother. So thank you for coming on. He's always jumping on the show. And I love this next one, Sebastian Russ. <laughs> podcast suck if you don't have one. <laughs> oh, wait, that was hashtag podcast. That's even better. I love it. Thank you, Sebastian. That's funnier than heck. I love it. I love it. Speaking of funny, do you ever inject humor into your podcast to keep the thing rolling? What, what's your opinion about having humor in your interviews? Oh, my gosh. In this life of brevity, you need levity. Humor is in my life every single day. 98% of my podcast episodes have humor. I use humor before I even press the record button because, funny enough, uh, sometimes the guests, if they were 
recommended through like their PR agency and they may have not listened to a show, they'll be like, hey, Doms, how long are we going to be? And I'm like, yep, we're going to be going for the next 50 hours or the next seven days. <laughs> it's going to be seven days of conversation. Or they sometimes I'll be like, all right, so you ready for the banana reference? Or heck, even uh, the most legendary humor I inject. It's known to leave everyone who hears it bewildered. And that's the legendary tree joke. It leaves people so bewildered. <laughs> all right, we got to hear it now. Oh, uh, yeah. So for those who want to hear, check out episode 110 of the Going North podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh that, is, that was the greatest hook right there. That's called... That was called an open loop or a Gazarnik effect or a cliffhanger moment where everyone's like, okay, I want to hear it. And then he said, that is a beautiful way to promote your, I'm saying this as, you know, a lesson for everyone. That is a beautiful way, a funny way, and an effective way to promote. So say it again. I want this to get out there. Episode what of? Yep. 110. Self-intelligence with Jane Ransom. Fantastic. You know, for someone that gets it like you, I love to help lift, promote, and get the word out. And so go listen to that. Are you a guest on that one or is that your podcast? Oh, that's my podcast right there. Yeah. It's gotcha. A, so self-intelligence, is, is that the title of the episode? Yep. That's the title of the episode. And that's gotcha. the good thing about the podcast with podcast titles. Since it's authors, 95% of the time it's the title of their book because that's what they're promoting. So I don't even have to use creativity for a darn episode title. It's already there. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I hear you because people don't realize that don't have a podcast or a live show, how much work can go into it. You know, and I've seen so many that just they're walking around and they boop, turn on their phone. They're walking in the wind and it's howling. Hey, I'm here on my professional podcast. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. And it's not quality. And if they interview people, they're doing that person a, a disservice because mm -hmm. the quality stinks. And so I've always been all about quality as much as I can humanly put into it resource wise of myself, everything I want because of people like you, I want you to shine. I respect you more than, you know, it's not about me. It's respecting the person you're bringing on. And I'm saying this kind of in a preachy way, coaching way to those watching and listening. So consider uh, putting in as much quality as you can. That being said, I will also say this. For those of you that are thinking about starting either a video-based show or a podcast, well, it would be and a podcast, wouldn't it? Because you'd repurpose it. Just don't wait. Ready, fire, aim. And by that, I mean, take the best equipment you can afford right now. If you can't afford it anymore, use what you got and get in a quiet place. So there's no wind. Get some good lighting. Put your lampshades, point them at you. Get resourceful. But don't let perfection keep you from starting. Mm. That is one thing I see and hear so many. Yeah, but I don't have that top grade studio mic like you do, Brian. Shut up. I don't <laughs> care. You got a microphone right there in the back of that little phone. That is mm -hmm. all you need. And you'll get better over time. And as, as you make sales, as a result, it will take time. But sales drive service, which means you can reinvest your sales part of it into upgrading your equipment, which I've done for two years now, more than that. I now have two massive monitors in front of me. I've got high-grade lighting. I didn't have that when I started. I've got a studio-grade microphone, XLR. It's not a USB. It's old school with a soundboard, a mixer, because I'm old. So, you know, we'll just say that. <laughs> and it's all right. Old is the new gold. Hey, that's mine. I get to train mine back. There you go. Yeah. Oh, man. Brevity. In this life of brevity, you need levity. That's TM number three. I'm counting for Dom Brightman. You are an amazing dude. What do we got for time? I'm having so much fun. Time's flying. I, this is, there was a reason we met, my man. There's a reason we met. Where are you, where are you coming from right now? Where are you sitting? What state? What city? 
Funny enough, it's actually thunder and lightning outside where I'm at. I'm actually in the land of charm and cri- <laughs> crime and crab cakes, Baltimore, Maryland. <laughs> oh, wow. Crime and crab cakes. <laughs> Baltimore. Fantastic. So it's a little late there, 9.07, not too bad. That's sweet. Yeah, I've been in Baltimore very, very briefly. Didn't get much time to spend. I was driving through, but uh, I think I had a, a flat tire, a blowout tire on the freeway in in the Baltimore area. So that, that's my memory. I was like in against the, the retainer wall on the right-hand side of this freeway, and there was really hardly any space for me to, I mean, if there was a passenger in my car, they couldn't have gotten out. <laughs> I was crammed against the side because I didn't want to get rammed by these people flying by, but that was fun. It was an experience. And, and the person who came to, um, it was actually really hot that day. Mm. And the person that came in the, uh, in the tow truck, it was a woman. And she was awesome. She came out with this ice-cold plastic bottle of water for me. I'm like, you are amazing. I was like, this is the greatest blowout tire I've ever had. <laughs> I'm going to do this more often. Yeah. You want to meet down on Interstate 29? No, I'm kidding. Um, let's do this again. Or 29, too? Oh, God. <laughs> I have no idea what. <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> what highways you have out there. What else is going on? What do you... Um, who would you say is your most prolific, well-renowned guest that you've had? You've had 300-plus episodes. Which one sticks out the most to you as being uh, one of the most value-packed and inspiring that you've had so far? Oh, man, that's, that's a rough one because I've had a, a lot, lot of folks on there. It's a, it's, it's a lot. It's, it, but if it's you were to know like that and it just came to you, right, like right now, who would that it, one person without thinking? I'll have to go with episode 221 with Righteous Leadership, Dr. Ray Charles. Not the musician, not the musician. <laughs> Dr. Ray Charles. He was actually one of my mentors in Toastmasters International when I started back in 2013. And it was him who actually actually helped me to actually get down and actually start getting more serious because I got into the whole voracious reading thing. And he told me to stop being a consumer and be a producer. And he dropped that line on me. It was a, and funny enough, it was over coffee. And Funny enough, we were able to reconnect a few months ago, and he, it was back in February. So that was a great episode. Definitely check that one out, too. That's actually my top downloaded episode this year, too, so far, Righteous Leadership, because he goes into so many things, the global mindset, having mentors and folks you can contact all over the world, because a lot of his friends, as he was getting up in their age, were committing suicide. And he has a background in risk management and biochemical engineering and i forgot about that part of him while i was interviewing him and he reminded me of that and with the whole risk management thing he said all right so these folks right here they did suicide at the worst possible hour how can i get rid of the time element so that doesn't happen to me so he's like hey if i can't call dom at 3 a.m in the morning then i got a buddy in singapore china who's wide awake that i can talk to so basically having folks you can talk to at all hours of the day in case you're having those crazy thoughts Mm -hmm. because this is a dark time that we're living in. There's still some light out there, but there's a lot of darkness out there too. So being able to do some risk assessment to hedge yourself against that risk of that thought by making sure you are connected with people from all over the globe. And with COVID, if you have a good web connection, then you can basically add that to your repertoire. So nope. <laughs> and that's just one of the things. So definitely check that out with too. That's probably the most powerful one so far. <laughs> but what a great mentor to have, Dr. Ray Charles. Sounds like an amazing man. And I can relate because I have a phenomenal mentor in my own 
and he's actually of the age. He literally could be my son by age. Oh, wow. And things like that never, never came into my equation. It's, it's, I don't care about age. I don't care about race. I don't care about gender. I don't care about any of that stuff. And uh, <laughs> I don't because, and I never have. And what I mean by that is I do care. I just don't care. I don't put any preconceived opinion on any of that. I just look at the person and say, hey, like my mentor, he, he could be my son, but he had the results I wanted. And I didn't care. I just said, hey, man, I want to learn from you. And I grabbed onto both ankles with my hands and I never let go. You know, he's got fingernail marks to prove it. It's awesome. And uh, he's an amazing guy. And he did. The, he had a seminar industry or, or seminar business. I learned so much from this young man. And he's a dear friend of mine. And I look up to him. You know, stature-wise, he's shorter than me. Age-wise, he's younger than me. I look up to him because he's a giant. He was a giant for my life and my family. And it's amazing. So I couldn't say or resound it loud enough as you did, Dom, is getting a mentor, getting a coach, find somebody. And it doesn't have to just be one person. Uh, you can actually literally use books as your pseudo-mentors until you find a physical one and just follow someone who's successful. Before we go too far, I forgot to mention this in the opening because I want to get this out there because I love to give stuff away. And so for those of you that are on with us live to the end, which isn't far from now, to be honest, I'm going to present a way for you to win a five-night stay at a five-star luxury resort. Compliments of our sponsor. If you're watching this live, you can see it on the upper right-hand corner of your screen, The Big Insider Secrets. Amazing, amazing uh, gentleman that heads that up, Jason Nast. He's a really close friend of mine. We give away a show, or a, we give away a show. <laughs> we give away a vacation stay every single show, and it's because of those wonderful people, Jason and his company. Appreciate them. So stay on, and it's real simple to do it. So it'll take just a few minutes, uh, seconds, for you to enter to win when we get there, and we are getting close because we still haven't gone through that one question, that one deep digging question for Mr. Dom Brightman, whom I've never met and nor heard of before in my life. That's what I love about this. This makes me more. And you know what? It's funny. I say that, but it doesn't feel like it. Mm. And I mean it. You know, you're, you have this, I get this a lot. Not, it doesn't come to me. I get that feeling a lot for other people that come on this show, even those that I have met just 30 minutes prior to. And it's because of our like-mindedness, I think. If you go to a, a seminar, an event, a networking event, this is what happened. I was in the corporate world for too long, decades. And I, I didn't know there was another world out there. I found one, went to one, and I thought, holy moly, I love this. And not only did I love it, I love the people. I felt like I was in my second family. There's 500 people, a sea of people, and I felt at home and calm and at ease. And not calm, I was jacked up. I was excited. Yeah, you can, I can tell you go through the same thing. Isn't it awesome to have a family of 500 people instantly the second you walk into a hotel conference room? Oh. Yeah, man. There's nothing like it on the planet. I'm like, where's this been on my life? This is freaking awesome. And uh, I haven't looked back, man. I just love it to death and love people like you to death because obvious that you're a serve first mentality. Uh, just listening to you, I can tell you're an action taker. There's no doubt about that because within two minutes, you said, I'm in <laughs> and just appeared. And look at you. You've got you look like you've been set up and ready for, you know, 30 minutes, an hour before we came on. Your lighting's great. You were ready. You were prepared. This is a man that gets it right here, ladies and gentlemen. So every show, we have phenomenal guest speakers, planned or not. It doesn't matter because they just come. They just show up. It's amazing. Thank you so much, Dom, for doing that. I appreciate you, brother. 
Hey, I appreciate you for making the opportunity, man. And heck, even just to add on to that point of showing up, appreciate sure the classic saying of first rule of success is showing up. Rule number two is contribute after you show up. So <laughs> definitely got to contribute what you show up to. <laughs> so I so agree with that. There's something I started doing. I wasn't even planning to do it. But when I went to these events, I went to a lot of events. Do you remember a guy by the name of Mr. T? Oh, pity the fool. Yes. <laughs> oh, the remember? gold chains, baby. <laughs> there, that's where I was going, the gold chains. And so do you know when you go to a networking event how they put that lanyard on you with that badge and your name? Oh, so yeah. I collected those from day one. Mm. And I, I would do this from stage, and I'd put Mr. T's picture up on the screen. And the <laughs> point of it was is to show up, to just show up, to keep showing up. And so I'd have a, a crew member bring this pile of lanyards up to the stage and they were already kind of tie wrapped and put it over and i'd look back at mr t and i said see there i put mr t to shame just show up, <laughs> just show up. <laughs> but it's so important isn't it i mean gosh the relationships you make now now that we can't physically do it for the moment this is the perfect way right yep. you and i are meeting personally and people are commenting and later those could be future guests you never know Anyway, it's like, I don't even know where I was going with all that. I was, I was leading up to something. You're going north. Don't worry. You're <laughs> off. You're off. I'm going to just call you the trademark master. <laughs> I mean, you've been with Ray Charles. Come on now. Dr. Ray Charles. Yes, different guy. I know. Book. How many books have you written? You made it sound like you got more than one. Yes, sir. So two books are out in the public, and I got another one coming out with 24 other fabulous humans. And the book is going to launch on October the 9th. It's called From Crappy to Happy. From Crappy Ooh, to Happy. So yep. a collaborative book, right? Yep, collaborative book. And that's one of the easiest ways to also join the business of immortality. If you find someone who's doing a, a spearheading one of these multi-author book projects, check out their work and see if they've done this before and then jump in on it because that's yeah. one of the easiest ways to get your name in a book without having to do all the work. And that's one of the reasons why I did it. And this person, Patricia, well, actually, she actually changed her name to Ariel Patricia. She's a wonderful lady. Her and Miss Cat Cannabis are great ladies, and they've done a great book last year called From Chaos to Clarity. And I've had some of their authors on my show last year, and I'm like, oh, you know what? Let me join in on the fun because my goal before casket time is 15 books. So I'm like, all right, we'll just make this book number three, From Crappy to Happy, Sacred Stories of Transformational Joy. So basically adding my piece into this whole giant page pie of stories <laughs> are you spearheading that effort or someone else oh they're spearheading it i'm i'm taking a back seat with this one because they've done so well and they're always getting better with everything yeah. that they're doing i just want to be part of folks that are doing something positive and getting better with it because yeah. that means i have to step up my game and get better too did everybody hear this he didn't say because that'll get me more exposure and it'll get me more stuff no he said because i want to make myself better that speaks volumes of you dom as a person of where you're at what your intentions are, you know, what you're doing is extremely intelligent. You know, you're leveraging, literally, you're leveraging other people's efforts and their brilliance, you know, collectively by adding yourself to a book. I've done this. I was asked to write a piece. I wrote five or six pages and I can say I'm an international bestselling co-author. I did yeah. hardly any work. I put everything I had into those five or five and a half, six pages, but I was trying to be respectful. I'm not going to take up 20 pages of, you know, a 50 a collaborative person book, right? I did six and then I opened it up and I saw other people doing 25 pages like, what the heck? <laughs> but it's okay. It didn't matter. 
And that's a very intelligent way to go about it. I didn't plan it. I was just asked. And I said, okay. And then after it was over, I was like, wow, she did all the work. She got the international acclaim. And because of that, I can say I'm part of that. And I've got my own mind body business in the works, 90% done and looking forward to get that out and crushing it with that. So yeah, what you do with the books, that's uh, right down the right alley. Let's see what else do you have a website? Uh, yes, dombrightman.com, dombrightman.com. If you head over to that site, you'll get a nice little free ebook. That's a free gift called 21 Lessons from Two Plus Years of Podcasting. 21 Lessons Learned from Two Plus Years of Podcasting. So distilled a bunch of what I know into a small little free giveaway ebook for those who want to start their own podcast because that's what everybody's doing. Mics and mic stands were sold out this past April when COVID started. Folks are trapped at home and they're like, all right, I can probably do this show. So you might as well. Head over and see what I have to offer to help you on your podcasting journey. So if you're looking to start, grow, or manage a podcast, check out that magical free ebook, free gift to you, wonderful listeners and those who are watching. And for those of you that are watching, we just so happen to have a copy of it available for you right on the screen. There it is, dombrightman.com. You can see uh, this is the pop-up. So this is what he was talking about, the ebook, as he dances the night away. 21 lessons learned from podcasting. As a free gift, all you have to do is enter your name, your email, and it will be shot to you directly. I highly recommend this. Anything you can learn when it comes to podcasting, when it comes to broadcasting of any form, then in anything you can learn from someone who's done it successfully, I might add, then devour it. And this costs what? Zero. It costs you putting your email into the list of a person whom you can rest assured is of high integrity and high character. So what's the worst that can happen? And then if you say, I don't like it anymore, you can opt out. It's that simple, people. Just put in your email address and your name and get that gift and get on, get connected with Dom. You can tell he's a great guy. And here is his, look at this. So he's a man of 271 is where this is at. And the list probably goes deeper than that. But he's been doing it. How often do you podcast, my man? Looks like every three days or so. Man, that's probably what it feels like because it started off as a week thing once a week. It was supposed to be on hump day. I didn't know what an RSSS feed was, and it moved to Thursday a week later. And then I kept getting inquiries from people, and I was saying yes to just about everybody. and had a three-month backlog, so every Monday and Thursday, a new episode goes up, and I usually average from two to five interviews a week. So, yeah. <laughs> that's phenomenal, and that's a lot of work. Yeah. That's a lot of work. So God bless you, man. I get it. So here's his one of his book, Going North. Is this available on Amazon as well? Yes, sir. That one's on audio, too. Oh, it. <laughs> oh, now you're talking to me. Now you're talking to me. Stay the course. Oh, I like the common compass there. Yes, North, stay the course. Let me guess. Will the third graphic have something? Oh, that's right. It's not yours. You can add it to your chapter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Compass Ahoy without the chips. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that kind of ages both of us a little bit. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's all right. I love it. Well, hey, we're getting to the last six minutes of the show. Um, and what I want to do is go to that question. That last question I ask each and every one of my guest experts that's been on the show. And here's the thing: it's a big deal because it's personal, mm. and it's actually also very powerful. Yeah. And so, uh, but right before we do that, I promised those that came on a little later that stuck with us live that I would reveal how they could win a five night stay at a five star luxury resort. Compliments of my pals over at the Big Insider Secrets. 
And so you now have both Dom and my permission to pull out your phone. Hopefully you're not watching the show on the phone. If so, don't lose us and pull up your texting application. I'll put it up on the screen. And what you do is in the area where you would tap on the person you're sending it to, instead put in this phone number, 314-665-1767. I think we're going to have a winner. I see somebody writing it down. 314-665-1767. And then in the message area where you would actually type your message, you know, where you would put your emojis and all that fun stuff. Instead of an emoji, type in the words peak, P-E-A-K, dash, in other words, hyphen, and then the word vacation, uppercase or lowercase is fine. Peak dash vacation. Send that off and you will be randomly, someone will be randomly selected to be the winner. And guess what? There will come a day, I'm confident of it, where we can all move about the globe once again freely and happily. So go ahead and do that because we're about to ask that big driving personal question. So here's the thing, Dom. With this question, there is absolutely no such thing as a wrong answer. doesn't exist. In fact, well, I like to say the exact opposite is the truth. The only correct answer is yours. That's what makes it personal. So it's not getting into your personal business, but it is very personal. So with that, are you ready for the questione? I might need a cowboy hat for this one, but sure, go ahead. And, and by the way, some guests take some time to think about it. Others get it instantly. There's no right answer there either. Whatever it is for you is right for you. If you need time, cool. If you don't, doesn't matter. All right, now, ready? Oh, yeah, like Freddy. All right, like Freddy. Here we go. Dom Brightman, how do you define success? I define success as self-mastery. Self-mastery because success means different things to different people. But for me, it's self-mastery because from cradle to the grave, we're always learning and growing by choice and sometimes not by choice and being able to get more self-aware of how we operate, how we act when we perform at our best and being able to take advantage of what we've learned and gained and apply that to our lives to create the best lives for ourselves possible is self-mastery. So that's what I think success is. Success is self-mastery. This might blow you away. Uh, you are show number 109, I believe. And over that time, no two people yet have answered it the same way. Oh, wow. That's how personal it is. And nice. that's, you know, what success means to you right now, give it 10 years. I'll bet <laughs> you that, that definition changes. Yeah, you're, you know, when we were in our 20s, which I'm guessing you're not, but I can't tell. You look pretty young, but you have a life experience that ages you longer than that, but I'm not going to assume. But in our 20s, you know, we're more of a scarcity mentality, at least I was, and we wanted more material things. So success then, to me, was a lot of money, a big house, and a great car, right? But now, that's like farthest from the thing. It's about happiness. It's about serving others. What fulfills me is serving others and have always been that way. Most entrepreneurs are that way, and I can tell you are that way as well. And the way you do that is through self-mastery as one example, because if you're not your best self, how can you bring out the best of someone else's self? I just came oh, up with all this, yeah. uh, um, so I hope we're trademarking all this together. <laughs> yeah, That's the BK bomb right there. <laughs> master trademarker Dom Brightman right here. <laughs> so before we call it an evening, Dom, I like to uh, hand over the mic to you, so to speak, and just say, is there anything, if you were to talk to somebody who was just starting, 
and maybe they're considering either writing a book or, or starting that podcast, what would your, your advice be to them to say, you know, this is where I would start. Don't do these, but do this. And that will help you to get to success faster. Ah, yes. I'd have to say my advice for those is to emulate the great. Find those that are doing the thing that you want to do. And it doesn't have to be at the highest level, like a Les Brown, a Tony Robbins, a Grant Cardone. Great, great guys, great guys. But also find folks that may be closer to your levels. Maybe if they have like a thousand Twitter followers, like 500. If they're doing something good, see what they're doing too and try to emulate them as well. And not only emulate the great, but also when you emulate them, realize that they took action and they kept going. So always take intentional action and keep going because it's great to start. It's even better to keep going. And the greatest feeling in the world is when you finish and you feel like you can do the next thing, whatever that is. Mm, Love it. Thank you so much. Emulate, another word for model. Find someone who's doing it, that's doing it successfully to some degree. It doesn't have to be, like you said, uh, someone who's achieved the highest pinnacle. And the other thing that Les taught me this just past Tuesday when he came on the show, Les Brown, was that, you know, he was talking to his mentor and, you know, basically was doubting himself when he was younger, uh, Les was, and saying that, well, I am not these other people. And his mentor said, that's the point. You are not. And you are you. So be yourself. You know, use your own stories. Make your own platform. And, you know, he ended up speaking in front of an arena of, I forget it was, I think it was 80,000. It was either 50 or 80,000 in the Georgia Dome. And he didn't even know. This was a great story. I got to say it real quick, but he didn't know. When he got there, he thought he was going to be going, you know, that he was going to be presenting in a banquet room somewhere in this arena on the side. And he got there and they said, they said, no, no, look out there. Let me show you. And he's like, (laughs) the place was full. And he was, and he said this, man, he went out, I don't know how long his speech was. He said it's on YouTube. He said, you can go find it. And he said, all I remember was they gave me the microphone. That was it. He doesn't remember any part of this. He says he's watched it back twice and he doesn't remember doing it. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And so, you know, what do you take away from that? If you're a little nervous, if you're a little, yeah, if you have a little apprehension or when you go out, it's normal. It's actually good. Most of the greatest comedians out there go through this every single time before they step on stage. Johnny Carson uh, admitted he was shaking in his boots every show before he came out and let the curtain open. He did this as a living every single day of the week, five days a week, and he was nervous. It's okay to be nervous. So thanks, Dom. I appreciate you, my brother. We're going to call it an evening. This has been the Mind Body Business Show. And on behalf of this amazing young man, Dom Brightman, I am your host, Brian Kelly, saying we will see you again next week. Until then, be blessed and have a great, great evening. So long now. Woohoo! Thank you for tuning in to the Mind Body Business Show podcast at www.themindbodybusinessshow.com. My name is Brian Kelly.